Hello and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where we watch all the fun little movies, talk about it, and deliver it right to you. My name is Ryan Snyder. I'm here with my co-host... Gabriel Mara. Hello, everyone. We have a little special treat for you today. This is episode 15, so we're going to give you a double feature here today. We're kind of a big deal. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Much like your comic book-influenced uh, giant size annual. That's what we were doing today. And fittingly, we did watch two violent... Ish. Enough. Su- violent enough superhero movies. Uh-huh. Uh You actually brought both of them. You teased one mm-hmm. last episode? I think I did, yeah. That's so, about Mirage Man? Yeah, Mirage Man we uh-huh. watched. And what was the other one, Gabriel? We watched Super, directed by now superstar director James Gunn, director of the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Yes, and Slither, and he's a former trauma guy too, right? I think so. He also did a Lolly Love when he was still married to Jenna Fisher. And... Who's Jenna Fisher? Oh, um, Pam from The Office. Oh, really? Yeah, they used to be married. I didn't know that. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him. Huh. Look up the, uh, what ended the relationship. <laughs> Ending you care marriage. more about raccoons than you do me, damn you it. You only love the office and Jim. What's up with Jim? Yeah, you're not an office guy, though, are you? I am not. Yeah, uh, me we neither. We were just discussing this. I just don't, it, the, the cringe comedy is way too much for me to bear, even though, like, I don't know, I, I like, I mean, it, you know, they, they never end an episode on the cringe moment. It's always the release of it. But for me, it's like I just can't handle it. Yeah, it's it's another one of those like hyper popular sitcoms. I never really got into it. Um, I'm a Parks and Recreation guy myself. I, I found that funny enough. I love Parks and Rec. I don't think I've gotten into a sitcom in forever. Like I told you, the last one I was really watching was Scrubs, and I kept up with it like religiously. But mm-hmm. even like TV show wise, now there's nothing really I keep up with. Like everyone always. Walking Dead talk and everything. Yeah. Walking Dead, whatever. Dude, I'll watch two episodes of that a year. The the season opener and the season closer. And that's generally all I watch. I think and, that's all you need. And even this year, I didn't even watch season closer. I just watched the opener because I wanted to be part of the cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. of, who got killed? I definitely just don't care. Yeah, I'm at that point. I read enough of the comics and then I was just kind of... So, not to be that dick, but I read the comics and I just don't care enough. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't think the comic like translated well just because... <laughs> like. The point of the comic is that, like, comics can be, like, ongoing and there's no, like, end site. But, like, with a TV show, I like there to be, like, something you're building towards or working yeah. towards. And Plus, we're just... Carl is aging rapidly. Yeah. And it's just becoming, like, it's becoming a chore to, like, who's the next big bad we're going to run into? Yeah. Whoa! Even in the comics, when Negan came in, everyone was like, oh, God, there's another new big bad. Holy yeah. Lord. I mean, if there's one good thing came out of Walking Dead is John Bernthal is now a star, and I love Bernthal. Yeah, uh, he's a really great Punisher. Yeah, I, was, I told you, um, I've been feeling under the weather, and the other night I just started to finish watching Daredevil. I did not finish it entirely, but I season finally... Season two? Season two. Or? Okay. And I got to some of the really good Punisher stuff. I stopped watching season two because it was sweet Punisher stuff, and then some boring-ass lecture stuff. Yeah, that's kind of where it became for me. It just got like a little too meh, like... It, it really was like, hey, I'm going to have some really sweet Punisher moments, and then, up, oh, he's going to go away for a little bit, so. No, love Bernthal. Yeah. Him and, uh, like, um, Sicario. Yeah. And he's going to be in Baby Driver. That's right. I think by the time this episode is released, we'll have seen Baby Driver, so. Yes. Yeah, we're, Ryan and I, you, you couldn't keep me from that theater. Oh, it's going to be great. I really might, like, consider being like, I'm taking off work tonight. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. See ya. I'll come in an hour late and just be like, oh, sorry, I was watching Baby Driver twice in a row. Yeah, sorry, but you want to talk about it? Yeah, saw Baby Driver all day. I am so excited to have another Edgar Wright film. Yeah, me too. He's, they, early reviews are saying he's going like five for five, which Thank is God. like sets him yeah, up in that. Everyone's reviews have been glowing. 100% still. 
so good so fucking great news yeah that doesn't surprise me from him I mean the last movie he directed was World's End yeah and that was 2013 after the unfortunate incident that was Ant-Man yes true so I feel like I can't die until Edgar Wright dies because as long as he's making movies I have something to live for yeah so Edgar Wright if you're listening I live for you we love you mm-hmm. we, we really do yep yeah, he's he really is one of my favorite directors since like he's like when, maybe like top ten best working directors in the world right now. I would agree with that. Top five, probably I even say. Top five. That's, Old that's statements. My Old humble, statements. My humble, my humble opinion. Not so humble opinion. Yeah. Michael Hanukkah. Who's Michael Hanukkah? He actually he'd be interesting for this show. He wrote like he did a lot of fucked up European films. He did uh, Funny Games. I don't think it. Funny Games. Funny Games. Never saw it. Ooh, we'll have to go into that at some point. Funny Games is a, is a brutal one. Oh, okay. It's not, not very funny. Not not very funny. No. But Ryan, what did we watch this week? What's uh, what, what what happened? What well, like we, we said, we did. Uh, we decided to do kind of like a double feature. We were going to have a guest here, but um, you and I are the only ones who are available on like yeah. Monday early afternoon to mm-hmm. like do this shit. Everyone usually. else has jobs. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's a great part about being a bartender. Uh-huh. Mondays are my Fridays. Weird hours. Yeah, we, weird. Get, we get restaurants to ourselves. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, so we did the double feature of originally we we're just gonna watch Super I think and then we you told me about Mirage Man gave it to me at work yes and it was like fuck it let's just do a, a double feature yeah, they're basically the same plot too uh, I guess same skeleton yeah same skeleton I guess I definitely liked Super more mm-hmm. uh, I should clarify Super um, was two thousand and something something or other yeah. I have the page open somewhere somewhere. Um, Super Bowl 2010, and Mirage Man is a Chilean martial arts film, 2007, directed by Ernesto Diaz Espinosa and starring Marcos Aror, Dwayne Johnson's body double in multiple movies. What kind of podcast would we be if uh, Gabriel didn't bring a foreign language film to the, to the front of this? All the best sex and violence are foreign. All right, so, um, you want to break... How should we start this? I don't know. Um, how about I break down Super, mm-hmm. and then we'll jump around, and then okay. I'll let you break down It'll Mirage. be like Criss Cross. Yeah, Criss Cross. Applesauce. All right, so Super is a uh, movie about... Uh, Rain Wilson plays the, the main character in this. Good old Dwight. Good old Dwight. He plays the main character. His wife is a recovering drug addict and with alcoholic Tyler. who kind of slips up, ends up like cheating on him with Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. and he gets all really depressed, and then through... like. God <laughs> decides to become a superhero mm-hmm. and fight crime to hilarious results. He decides that uh, he's a non-superpowered individual, but he needs a weapon to fight yes. crime with. So he uses a wrench. Big fucking and pipe wrench. fucking hilarious, the shit he... Like, he cracks one dude over the head for, mm-hmm. like, cutting in line. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he decides that he's got to, like... His main mission is going to be to get his wife back from Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Who's a drug dealer. Who's a drug dealer. And, yeah, uh, gets a little sidekick, uh... What's her name? Bolty. Yeah, Bolty. No, the, the actress. Ellen Page. I, I, I thought it was Ellen Page, but yeah. So Juno dresses up as his sidekick and helps. Mm-hmm. And yeah. She has some of the best lines in this movie. Just, yeah. She's It's awesome. so gushy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great... Oh, she's so good. If you ever wanted to see Juno raped white, then uh, watch this movie. Yeah. She hasn't done much after this, hasn't she? No, she's kind of been like off the radar. She kind of like receded from the spotlight a little bit, which yeah. is an interesting kind of thing. It's unfortunate. I really like her as an actress. She's great. Yeah. Um, I want to see her in more things, but apparently she's not. She hasn't really been doing much. I wonder like if that was her choice or not. Yeah, if she wanted to step away from the limelight and like yeah. go to college or something. Like, yeah. Was, didn't Natalie Portman life. do that? She definitely. She went to Harvard. 
Natalie Portman did? Yeah. Yeah, she's like super smart in mm-hmm. like some regards, I guess. Yeah, well, enough to go to, like, I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah. She she decided bullshit. to become her character in Thor <laughs> and go to college for theoretical like she physics. Yeah, so Ellen Page, what, she did, um, like, after, um, after Juno, she did Whip It. Never saw that one. I hear it's charming. It's pretty good. Like, I like Roller Derby. And besides that, there wasn't much. She just kind of like, oh, she did Inception. Forgot about that. Yeah. Completely forgot about Inception. Oh, she was a Kitty Pride in X Men. I guess we just haven't been paying attention to her. Well, she hasn't done any, like really how how she hasn't how in, how important in how important was she in Days of Future Past? She should have been. She bigger. was uh, she was literally like kneeling behind mm-hmm. Wolverine like the whole movie, and then like ah oh, he lashed out. I got cut. Would you have preferred it if they had followed the original comic storyline and sent her to the past instead of Wolverine? Um. I think it should have I don't, both. I think it would have been a good movie as well. Yeah, I wish there there could have been like a, a way for both of them to do it. Yeah. Um, but like the original Shadowcat. Yeah, the original way that like her going back, like that comic isn't really that interesting. Like I have Days of Future Past mm-hmm. like as the the little trade. Yeah. It's not awesome. Like I'm glad I'm glad they <laughs> it was like seminal, but not yeah, yeah. I'm glad they like kind of Hollywoodized it a little bit. It's one of yeah. those things that like was really useful. Uh, I think was a good choice. I think big problem of Apocalypse was that there wasn't a central character to follow, really. It was just too hodgepodge. Yeah, and, like, look at Apocalypse, like, how it was. It's such, like, a, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, comic storyline anyway. Mm. Like, really, like, aggressive. And I think, like, it wasn't the one I would have chosen to, like, translate. Yeah. Snooze. Just give me more Sentinels. (laughs) I do. I love Sentinels. They're awesome. I'm not even an X-Men fan, though. I know you said you're not. I'm a big X Men guy. Um, so whenever they don't, whenever I don't get an X Men movie that's awesome, I'm fairly disappointed. I'm sorry. It's like a personal insult. I spent most of Apocalypse texting a friend because he was having like like he was having a really sad time. Yeah. And I was kind of bored, so I was just texting him like, "Hey, man, it's cool. Don't worry about I'm it." I'm having a bad time too. Yeah, this is not great. Yeah. But I love Days of Future Past and didn't really care for Apocalypse. So it's, Same. It's, it's, I did. I did love Days of Future Past. That was rock solid. Did you watch the Rogue Cut? No, I didn't. The is Rogue... it better? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh wow! They, it's like only ten minutes they cut out, but it's so cool to see Iceman and Magneto team up to go on a rescue mission to go get Rogue. Oh right, that sounds awesome. And they have to break into the X Mansion where she's being held and experimented. Oh, that on. sounds fucking cool. It's cool as shit. Spoilers: Iceman dies. Really? Yeah. Cool. But then it's all negated by the end of it where everyone's sure. like back to life but still, it's, awesome. it's really awesome I'm all for it some bastard stole all my X-Men movies <laughs> that's right so I don't have any of my X-Men mm-hmm. movies so I'm fairly pissed off and all the all the freaking shit on like online that's like you can get all the X-Men movies together mm-hmm. they have Days of Future Past but not the road cut and I refuse to do that it's a fair point yeah so back to Super how did you like Super Ryan? I loved Super I okay. thought it was uh, funny and charming and it had all the ingredients that I like for like kind of a comedy superhero mm-hmm. film but it's not it's not it's funny but it's not I wouldn't sell it's it as a, a comedy, comedy. No, I think I, I knew you were sold early on when they had that he had that fantasy of stabbing Sean Gunn in the neck of the, the fireplace yeah. poker yeah, I'm like, okay, Ryan's in. Yeah, I was totally that into that. That moment, unfortunately, never came from Mirage Man, but... Yeah, it didn't. I mean, even with the... Um, the way this movie ends is, like, he... This is where I wanted to get into some of the discussions. Okay. So, the, Let's discuss, Ryan. The, the end of the movie has the Crimson Bolt and Bolty trying to storm the mansion where yes. Kevin Bacon and his uh, wife are held up. They're having, like, a heroin deal, and there's a whole Probably bunch of, like, they're gangs. married. Oh, his wife. Um, yeah, yeah. Ray his, Wilson's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... 
they're trying to storm the mansion while a heroin deal's going down, and they decide they got like new weapons, they got like guns and all this other shit. So they're storming the mansion, and as always, spoilers on this show. Yeah, uh, nothing is sacred. Guys. Yeah, nothing is sacred. Three, two, one. Bolty gets shot, and half of her head fucking, fucking blown, blown off. off. It's. I was really surprised they it's went with that. Very affecting. It is like I. I didn't expect them to do that because to see the kid's sidekick killed on screen like yeah. it's it's just as affecting as like when Jason Todd dies mm-hmm. in Death in the Family like I remember reading that in like maybe when I was like 15 and that like blew me away I was like how can you kill the sidekick like I, I knew it happened I just never read it and like mm-hmm. seeing how it happened like Jason Todd's birth mother betrays him to the Joker yep. and he still tries to get out and save her mm-hmm. it's not even about saving his own life he's trying to save his, his mother mom, who yeah. just betrayed him to like this fucked up villain and bomb goes off and Jason Todd still dies and that's why I brought up to you like the death needs to mean something yes and I didn't feel as though that like her death motivated him enough but in a weird way it it shows him consequences yes as you were saying if you want to expand on that um I think that um what, what I interpreted you were saying is that this isn't this is a superhero movie in the sense that it's about superheroes, but it's not a superhero movie. I think in the context of comics, I think I know what you mean, but I feel that in this, in an individual film made by James Gunn about a man who goes crazy, goes rogue, it's, it's, it's a taxi driver kind of premise. It's not about rescuing the psychic and psychic living. It's that for the tone and for the movie to make sense... That this is this is a cautionary tale in its own way. James Gunn is not condoning becoming a superhero, and it's clear that Bolty is unhinged, and she's basically kind of horrifying. Every time she kills someone, she's laughing and laughing and laughing. So for she does have that great line where she's yeah. like, "If you commit crime, you fucking cocksuckers!" Like uh, shit like that is hilarious. She's hilarious, but then she has to die. Someone had to die, and to make sure that it, the story is more tragic and realistic. It becomes a real story about real people because she dies. If she had lived, this would have been a comic book movie, not a real True. Drama. I just I don't feel like they dealt with her death enough. Mm. Like he sees her head blown off, he gets but, angry, he storms them, puts her body in the back of his like no, car and drive away like I think is, is gorgeous in this movie. It's about her because you know he like this movie is framed really well that you know it starts with him and his two drawings of the only meaningful yeah. moments in his life and the last picture he looks at is that last moment he had of that moment he had of uh, with Bolty where it's like is this us right now in the moments between the panels mm-hmm. and he looks at that picture and he just cries a little bit. And I think it's 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 a beautiful moment. Yeah, I, I will say like it sticks the landing. Like the the end of the movie, he does end up rescuing his wife. Yes, and she stays with him. Like the, she apparently it's a realistic just, ending. Yeah, it's a realistic ending. She's he says like she stayed with me probably out of some obligation obligation to stay with me, and then she left. She goes back to school. She gets back on like going to like. Uh, AA meetings and everything. Yeah. She meets a good man. And she meets a, a good man and starts a family, and he's still involved in her life. And like, yeah. uh, like it chokes me up to like even think about it now. Like the he still gets pictures from the kids, and the opening moment, like we said, where he only has two pictures of his two moments in his life that were good, and that's mm-hmm. what he wakes up to. And now his entire room wall is filled with like yeah. good moments, and it's just random moments. He realizes that life is beautiful. Like he has a picture of like getting coffee from someone through yeah. a drive-through, and it's like good to see and you again, sir. Yeah. Like. That's an that's one of the best moments mm-hmm. in my life is like someone remembering me when I got coffee, not just I pointed out 
like a criminal to a He's cop. He's in there, and officer. Ma- and I got married. Like there's, yeah. It, it's really a, a it's life affirming in its own yeah, way. It's a very touching ending, and it goes out wonderfully. It's the opposite of kick ass. Yeah, which I feel like it's on. It's fair and unfair at the same time to compare these movies because mm-hmm. kick ass like gives you the idea that like yeah, go ahead, go out and be a superhero. It's fine. It'll all be good. Have you read the comic? Um, I read the first one. I was turned off from reading the second one just because like I'm. This is where I get like a little weird about shit. Like I don't like, I don't like seeing like rape depicted. Oh yeah, Kick Ass Two, the comic series. Yeah, it has his girlfriend raped. Yeah, just it's like that's not cool, Mark. Yeah, and like there's something I have about like men writing that. Yeah, it's really like it's really off putting to me. It's the same reason I don't like American Horror Story is because like every time I've tried to watch like an episode or a new season, like there's always like some form of like fucking rape in it, and I'm like I don't. Like, I understand horrific shit happens to people, Mm -hmm. but, like, there's more ways that you can show that a a female character is vulnerable than by fucking raping her. Like, it's 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 lazy writing. Yeah, I think Kick-Ass 2 I do not care for, but I feel that I really liked Kick-Ass 1 comic. I thought that was great, and... Also, in Kick-Ass 2, and then the thing, in the comic, she's not even his girlfriend. She has, like, crushes on her. But in the first one, I remember when I went to go see the movie, which I think is a good movie. It's very fun. It's, it's really intense. But I remember being shocked and kind of, like, upset that, you know, it, it ends with super badass superhero kick-ass fights. Yeah. When the comic is not about that. Like, like... They made that really interesting change that Nicolas Cage's story is true in the movie, whereas in the comic, he, it, everything he's told Mindy is a lie. Yeah. He's just he's just like a kickass. He's just some fucking nerd who likes comics too much, who corrupted his child, and yeah. that's what that's about. In the movie, it becomes fucking Death Wish. It's all about oh, this is his heroic destiny to fire a fucking rocket launcher, and it's not. It's a different movie that encourages the violence, which I didn't like. Yeah. And I think that's what Super does correctly. It's that, in reality, if your story is about a real superhero, you have to show the reality of consequences. Mm-hmm. And that people fucking die. And if you want, if you seek out violence, you violence is enacted upon you. Yeah, if you look into the abyss. The exactly. Nietzsche! Yeah, I... Kick-Ass, I did like as a, as a young man. Like, when it mm-hmm. came out, I think I was like 20, 21... And it was a movie that I had watched a lot and I thought was fun and colorful and everything. But then, you know, as you get older and start seeing more movies and, you know, putting it next to something like Super, you're just like, it it doesn't hold the candle, really. Like, Mm -hmm. I think think Kick-Ass probably gets more play with people and people don't really pick up on Super, which is unfortunate. That's a shame. I kind of hope it flips now that, like, James Gunn's star has been, like, risen pretty high. I hope people go back and look at his catalog and especially pick this up because it's... It's a really great movie. It's it's violent. It's hilarious. It's weird. There's a lot of weird shit in yeah. this movie. There's a tentacle rape scene in this movie. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. But it's all, like we said, like it also is a very like human story mm-hmm. at its core. You know, something just occurred to me. Um, have you seen Layer Cake? No. Layer Cake's great. Okay. It's a re- it's a smart Guy Ritchie movie. Okay. Because Guy Ritchie movies, I think, are just all style at this point. Do you mind if I spoil the ending of Layer Cake for you? Go for it. So, Layer Cake, you know, it's about Daniel Craig, who is a smart drug dealer, and how he goes about, like, not reven- not avenging something against him, but it's all business for him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the film, he gets killed because of something almost inconsequential. And it's kind of funny that you look at Kick-Ass and even Kingsman, and th- both those movies are really... They're young male fantasy stories, 
where at okay. the end of the day, the, the male hero gets exactly what he wants, and he's a superhero, even if it's kind of icky. Like, yeah. Kingsman's politics are kind of really iffy. And that movie ends on a ridiculous note of, like, oh, he gets to butt-fuck the princess. Yeah. It's kind of like, huh, that's not very subtle there, yeah. Matt. But Layer Cake is the complete opposite. That's where consequences happen, and it's a brilliant, smart movie for that reason. I love both Kingsman and Kick-Ass, but I'm like, what an odd change for him to go through. Yeah. That he makes his endings wish fulfillment <laughs> ones rather than when his... Breakout film was about consequences. Okay. Curious. Yeah, I think after check out Layer Cake though, it's great. I will. Uh, that's something I want to. I, I gotta get more Guy Ritchie stuff under my belt, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But, I, I'm like, you need to. <coughs> all you need is Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Snatch is great in this all style. All right. I think after seeing Super, like I, I went from loving Kickass to just liking Kickass. Yeah. But again, it's. Consequences. Mm-hmm. Consequences, and also, again, just a, I said to you during the movie, like every character has lines of dialogue in Super that make them human and mm-hmm. funny and have realistic reactions. Um, I went on at length on Slow Readers about how much I hated Alien Covenant, mm-hmm. and I feel that the, that's a movie with, where no one says a true like, sentence in the entire movie. Even when people are talking as lovers, it's just not even real. It doesn't feel real. That in, in this movie, in Super, like... Kevin Bacon is a he said he acts like a normal human being. It's like don't touch my car, man. Yeah. And even when like you think that the, like the thing you expect is that Rain Wilson keeps on touching his car, and then he's just gonna kick his ass. And Kevin Bacon just even says, Ugh, "That's not the kind of touching I'm at." Whatever, man. Okay, I'm not even gonna bother with you. Yeah. It's a realistic reaction to circumstances, which I think is good writing. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's fucking. It's just awesome. Scott. And Easy. Simmer bitch. down. Simmer down. Ugh. Save your vitriol for somebody that deserves it. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to bring up any movies you hate. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to let you I, unload I, I here. It's going to come up in our second segment. I yeah, I, I think it will too. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mirage so Man. Mirage Man. Mirage Man. Now it's give us okay. uh, give us a rundown. So everyone, uh, Mirage Man is a 2007 Chilean martial arts superhero film. It stars The Rock's body double from The Rundown, Marcos Aror. He's also in Machete Kills. But it's about a man who has been training martial arts for his whole life, basically, ever since his parents were brutally murdered and his younger brother was raped like on the street and he was savagely beaten. So he becomes a martial artist and his younger brother is institutionalized. So one day while he's training, he interrupts a robbery, saves a woman, and discovers that his calling is to be a superhero. Also because his younger brother, who's been like catatonic, suddenly comes to life again after hearing about superheroes. So this martial artist, who is not a very good superhero, decides to become a superhero. Uh, kick-ass violence and very, very shallow writing ensues. Yeah. I think, um, I'm, uh, I'm gonna let you take the reins on this one because you you liked it a lot more than I did. I think like it's kind of funny watching this kind of, you know, when you watch a movie that you love with someone who's not into it, it just kind of like makes its flaws more apparent to you. That's how I felt watching Super Beast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That it's it's not. Uh, it's when I saw it it was 2007 it, like I'd read about it I needed cool news it sounded like an awesome thing and I went to the New York Comic Con with my friends and I saw that it was playing there and I was like oh my god it's playing Mirage Man what and we ran there and there was no one in the auditorium it was the director Marcos Aror me and my three friends and two other people and we loved it I think because we were in the room and it was exciting and it was huge and it was empty and in 2007, all the action films were still basically just 
ridiculous stupid wire action. And for the first time in a long time, it was just a dude who was a crazy good martial artist doing sweet flips and kicks and jumps and doing all of his own stuff. I, I was it was the right moment to watch this movie for me. Okay. And it was it's weird. I I now that I'm I've, I've been studying film for it's been ten years since the movie came out, and I've been obsessively been studying film since then. Now it seems a little bit sillier and dumber than I once thought it was. That like. Like, you know, the part of me that watches movies and says, that was a bad cut, that was a bad cut, hmm, odd choice of music. The critical part of my brain came to the forefront this time around. I'm like, why are you cutting on all the hits? That's not the way you should be cutting the action. It was, it was different this time around. Yeah. In a, I guess in a, in a different way. Ryan, thoughts? Um, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, I'm always about, like, I asked you, like, towards the middle of this movie, like, did he do all his own stunts? And you're like, oh yeah, hundred percent. I was like, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. everything that's done in this movie, like martial arts wise, is really interesting and it looks cool. Yeah, this movie is virtually storyless. Yeah, and that's my that was my biggest issue with it. Like, I watch I watch a lot of movies. Like most of the movies I like are based around like a really good plot and good dialogue. Mm-hmm. I love to quote movies, but occasionally I'll run into something that is like this, and I'll still like it anyway. Yeah, but. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you brought it uh-huh. to me to watch so I can, like, it's another, like, weird movie I can check off and tell yes. people I've seen. Would I tell people not to see it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm become a much more larger proponent of people seeing foreign film. Yes. Because I think it's, uh, it's important to, like, get out of your comfort zone a little bit and see, like, if you like movies, see what other countries are doing. Like, you mm-hmm. might find your next favorite movie. That's how it was with the old boy with me. I was like, I'm oh, so happy I watched this, and I'm so happy I have another director that I can kind of have in the back of my mind and be like, oh, if I see his name on something, I'm probably going to watch it because mm-hmm. based on the two movies I've seen of his, I really like. Now, if I were to see something with the director of this or the main actor, Marco... Zaror. I would probably check it out, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be running to the theater. I've seen their other things, and they're a little bit more stylized and fanciful. And I, they all look really cheap. Is a thing. Like, yeah, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Like I'm all about like people making movies in the mm-hmm. cheap. Like I love clerics. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but like this looked like cheaper than that. Yeah, but it's it's kind of interesting. The the sell for it is Marcos Aurora's martial arts prowess. Yeah, that's that's what that's, it should that's be. That's all the cell is, really. I remember being so surprised that I'm trying to think what were what were the other big movies around that time? Because I remember feeling so refreshed seeing this movie in that auditorium. Oh seven. Yeah. Uh, three hundred. Oh. That came out that year. You're not three hundred okay. fan. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long time. I am a defender of three hundred, but at the same time. I have. I am never in the mood to watch it. And if someone suggested watching it, I would probably be like, I don't feel like it. Fair enough. I like it because there seems to be like a uh, a thing for like directors like remaking Frank Miller's movies almost shot for shot. Like I could think of like mm-hmm. Sin City's very much like that. Three Hundred is essentially like just putting the comic in motion. Snyder's best movie, probably. Um, I will disagree. You like Dawn of the Dead more? No, Watchmen. I guess. Um, dude, dude, dude. Watchmen is like top 20 for me. Really? Yeah. Like Ah. three and a half hour long director's cut. Like I think that movie, like I'm on that weird side of the fence that like absolutely adores and worships that movie. I still feel like that movie is a really gilded lily. 
you don't need to stylize Watchmen. It's not a stylish comic. And the hyper-stylization of it, I think, was the absolutely wrong tone to take for Watchmen. Okay. I, I can see where you're coming from, but I'm going to just slightly disagree. I like, like the how it... The panel work alone is, does not lend itself to Snyder style. Uh, I think... It's, it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be business and quiet and foreboding and not, you know... Mm, then you go too deep into, like, a Batman territory of, like, a brooding character where, like, characters think, like, don't so, brood. It's so colorful in its own way. I think that it should have been... Uh, like, I... I'm not a Terry Gilliam fan. We were talking about how I don't like Brazil. Yeah. He was looking at it for the longest time. And I feel like almost the Brazil approach would have worked better for Watchmen. It should have mm. been... Watchmen isn't cool. The comic book is not cool. It's brilliant. It's, it's a very deep, complex story. And giving sweet slow-motion attacks to Ozymandias, he fights Ozymandias to like, dudes, it's... That's not the tone of Watchmen. It's supposed to be much more staid and it, it should have been a masterpiece theater thing, frankly. Even in the action, there's no motion lines in the action of Watchmen. Like when you see people fighting, it's just snapshots. So I think giving Zack Snyder kineticism to that story, it was. He didn't do a bad movie, and I think that was the best we could have hoped for, and it turned out pretty alright. Yeah. But I still feel like that was a weird miscalculation. I'm gonna disagree. I mean, I think it it's a it's a movie. Like, I don't think that Zack Snyder probably had full control on it. Like, I think it had to be like something that's gonna be like, hey, we gotta sell stuff with this, make it glitzy and I fun. So. I mean, at its heart, what is Watchmen? Watchmen is a character study. Watchmen yeah. is a, a snapshot of like its time, 1985, and I think that's where the movie largely succeeds is seeing a character study. You have the characters of Night Owl 2 and Silk Spectre mm-hmm. 2, respectively, who are both somewhat living in the shadow of the former. Yeah. And they both have retired from crime fighting. Like, essentially, uh, Night Owl just, like, spends his time. He's mm-hmm. a flabby old man who spends yeah. his time hiding in his basement. And Silk Spectre, who doesn't, who didn't really want to fight crime to begin with, it, it never seemed, because that's what her mother wanted her to but do. But it doesn't seem but like then they both get pulled back filmmaking, into it. though. I think that... <sighs> I, just, I saw Lost City of Z by uh, James Gray. He would be a fucking fantastic director of it because that's character filmmaking where you take the time to study a person um I think oh fuck there was one change that Zack Snyder made in all of Watchmen movie that I thought was the absolute brilliant change to it the ending no well part of the ending okay it's that I think the one wrong the one oddly false move well the right move anyway is that it's a much more American reaction for Night Owl to run out after Dr. Manhattan, who after he kills Rorschach, the real reaction of even Dan Dryberg would be to shout no into the snow. That was correct. I think in Watchmen, in the comic, Alan Moore writes that scene with Dan Dryberg just being like, oh, <laughs> Smackter, yeah. which is I think a very British reaction to yeah. your best friend getting obliterated, Yeah, where I think that was the right move, Zach. That was actually a good call. See, that's what I mean about like character study. Like, with there is prog- uh, progression with all of these characters. Mm-hmm. And what I was saying about those two, like they both come back into the fold for a certain reason. Like, oh, I just felt like waking up at three a.m. and doing something stupid. Yeah. And what do they do? They go out and they see like them being superheroes, even though it's not the thing that they want to do. They mm-hmm. save an entire building. Yeah. And then while they're at it, they're like laying in the uh, uh, the owl ship. Um, just, Archie. Yeah, Archie, just fucking, and then decide like I think we have obligation. Like, it, it reads so much better in the comic. Yeah, I like it where it's like I think we have an obligation. I think we have to. I think we have to Spring go break. Rorschach. Yeah, Spring Rorschach. Great 
silent panel, and then what? Yeah. And that's the end of the comic. And you're like, like oh, oh shit, mm-hmm. I love like a go rescue your teammate kind yeah. of thing. Like Preacher does that really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's excellently handled in the beginning of uh, Jedi. Yeah. Like that's why God, that that's why Jedi, Jedi. the beginning of Jedi works so well. It's like fuck, we lost Han Solo, and we're, what are we gonna do? The mm. first thing in the new movie, we're gonna go get his fucking ass back. That movie and that's just all at steam after that. Yeah, and then like you see, like when they rescue Rorschach, he he's largely the same. Yeah. But and, and again, that's that's a character who doesn't really progress, and that's the that's why the he heart does. of the, the heart of his character. Mm-hmm. Ne- even the, if the truth is going to destroy world peace, that's who I am. I'm not someone who compromises. I search for the truth constantly, yeah. even in the, even in the face of Armageddon. Uh, moral absolutism. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's essentially like Alan Moore said. He's be he would be what Batman would be like in real life. Yeah. Except with he kills people, mm-hmm. but rightfully so. I feel like now would be the right time that with the success of American Gods. If another extremely capable filmmaker wanted to do a mini series of Watchmen, I would be I would be overjoyed. I heard that they were going to try and do that on HBO again or something. I, I, I think that, was, that like... was always the talk was going to be before. Like Greengrass wanted to do it with Joaquin Phoenix as Ozymandias. Okay, that would have been cool. But I I don't agree. I with just you think that Jackie Earl Haley is he was, so he was perfect. fucking great. I love I love all the acting. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like I do. I love the movie. So I have a fucking yeah. Rorschach tattoo. Uh-huh. Like, come on. Like, this is one of my favorites. And like, it would kill me to see somebody else play the role of Rorschach because it was so pitch was perfect. Oh, it was so fucking cool. Yeah. Okay, Mirage Man. Yeah, yeah, back. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, like this, that ties in really well because Mirage Man isn't a character story. It's basically like watching a lesser Jackie Chan film, but are you still when he was young and in his prime and doing fucking? Ridiculous Did you notice they constantly arts. do that shot of the close up and the pull away? Yeah, love that. The zoom out. Yeah. Just like the swift zoom out. I think it, it's. It doesn't hold up as well as I remembered it did, but I remember loving it when I was like, twenty four. It was it was the right time for that movie when I was really sick of action films. Okay. I was sick of everything going on and like all the American action films of all bullet time and that kind of nonsense. Because yeah. I, I just want to see a martial artist and a people a person actually doing his own fucking stunts, kicking ass again. Okay. I think right around that didn't the tuxedo come out or something where they completely like. Oh yeah. Like, what's great about Jackie Chan is that it's him, not that he's doing super suit shit. Yeah. Jackie so, Chan's great. I love that fucking dude. You know what else came out that year that... It was either 2007 or 2008. It's a movie that... Oh, it would have been... Yeah, it would have been 07. Um, Shoot 'em Up. Oh, I saw Shoot 'em Up. That, that movie's so highly underrated for that mm-hmm. for that same year. And it, I, I think it's the same thing. There's not a lot of, like, wire work bullshit. And there's a lot of, like, bullet-timey stuff. I enjoy that. I think, it's, I think it's a lot of fun. And I don't think it gets... It's another one of those movies that just got lost in the shuffle. Like, yeah. you, you can probably pick, like... Five to ten movies out that come out a year that are absolutely brilliant, but just mm-hmm. get blown out of the water by something stupid like fucking yeah. Jurassic World or some shit. God, I hated that movie. Yeah, me too. But I think the shoot 'em up is like seven different kinds of stupid, but I enjoy the shit out of it. Like I oh, love yeah. that climax of like the broken hands and the bullets and the fingers. Oh yeah. What a what a great little climax. And what a, a silly what a fucking gr- movie. What a great idea to have him do like uh, Bugs Bunny lines the whole yeah, time too. Like he's eating con- a carrot. Yeah. What a weird choice. Yeah, it's awesome. Like I was really in love with uh, is it Clive Owen? Yes. For like a long time because I was again. I'll bring it up again. Sin City, sure. another one of my favorites. I love mm-hmm. it. Like that's actually I saw that when it first came out in two thousand five. I was fifteen, and from the time I was fifteen forward, I've worn red Chuck Taylors. Yes, sir. Based solely on that movie, <laughs> I swear to God. Like everyone's always like making Dorothy jokes. Like, hey, we'll go home. I was like, Boo. nah, bitch. I'm gonna put on my trench coat <laughs> and go fucking like hunt down Jackie Boy. Mm-hmm. Good time. He's such a great character. I'm a fan. But again, it, yeah. I haven't seen Sin City in a long time. 
I wonder, if, I wonder if that's. I wonder if I'd still have the same appreciation I did for that. I wrote an entire newspaper article on it back in high school. Really? Yeah. Dig it up. I'm gonna read it. I'm sure I have it somewhere. That'd be awesome. Um. Any other thoughts on Mirage Man? Uh, Mirage or Man. Super? Um. Well, we have been talking. I mean, we tied in like superhero and comic movies together pretty well. It's like. Mm-hmm. How effective is the everyman who's powerless yes. at fighting crime? Uh, and what are the consequences of those mm-hmm. actions? They both have the same kind of like climax in that both the men discover that because they are not superheroes of superpowers, they resort to lethal means. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of give it up afterwards. Yeah. Which I think is, 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 is that the logical conclusion to draw from that kind of story? I mean, sitting there, I mean, Kick-Ass, he, he kills a bunch of dudes. I mean, yeah, and that's it. It's like you said, dudes. it's male fantasy. Yeah, that's all Kickass is. That you can boil it down to that. Like mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. I read comics, and I want to be a superhero because I can't feel pain. Like that was always what I loved the most about <sighs> Why the Last Man. Yeah, Why is great. It's great. That movie, that book series is all about how your male fantasy wish fulfillment stuff is all dumb bullshit. Yeah, it's like yeah, if you're the only man stuck in a world of women. Yeah, fucking right. Oh, I'm gonna have sex with everyone. Shut the fuck up. No, you won't. Yeah. They'd kill you in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Don't I'm, be stupid. I'm gonna tease something really quick for the next segment. We will talk about Wonder Woman for the next segment because <laughs> yep. that's what we watched. But do you think with the success of Wonder Woman, we can actually get a Why the Last Man like TV series? Because that would be a, a female heavy series. I would like you love have it. to have Yorick as like a pretty bankable like TV mm-hmm. star or even a movie star who wants to like come down and do yeah. a- excellent TV work. I'm exactly but, like, who I really want to be in. Really? Mm-hmm. He'd be uh, good. He'd be fine. I remember like in like when it first was like bandied about like talked Russell about. Russell Buff wanted to be him. Yeah, he wanted to be him. Which he would have been a fine York. I think there's a better choice. I think that he has to be just the right amount of understandably whiny like, York's a regular dude, and he just kind of, like, he doesn't do a whole lot. Dude, I know my hair's a mess right now, but, like, I'm going to get into acting. I want to play Yorick. I could see you as Yorick. Yeah. You got you to do a lot more monkey acting. Yeah. Well, I have, like, the, the cat sits on my shoulder, uh-huh. so, like, I can do that. Yeah, my favorite was always Allison, Dr. Man. Yeah, Dr. Man's great. Love Dr. Man. All the characters are great. What a great comic that was. I, it's one of those things that I really think is ripe for an adaptation, and especially now that we got like Wonder Woman doing so well in theaters, I think we're going to God's crushing it on TV and Preacher doing so well. Yeah. I think I, I wouldn't see it so far off. I would love to see it. I think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the plug in it because I'm gonna bring up other stuff about Wonder Woman. So okay. uh, any, oh, we'll see if there's any other final thoughts here. Um, every really. people doing things when they're not superheroes, not always a good idea. Sometimes you end up dead. Sometimes you end up hurt. Idea. Yeah, pretty much a bad idea. I, we're but both go big. see Super. Yeah, go see Super. It's uh, as of right now, it's on Netflix. Yeah. And see if, if you, you get can... a chance. Mirage Man used to be on Netflix. Um, check it out. It's a great little diversion. Yeah, I'm sure you can hunt it down on Amazon. We had the, we had the DVD. Luckily, yeah, I so... bought it from Kim's Video in New York before it shut down. Oh well, see that was my home. Video stores? No, yeah, there was a there was an amazing video store in the east side of New York, in East Village, called Kim's Video. It was like, it was mecca, and that's gone. Damn. I miss video stores. Like yeah, we... I love video stores, man. I know. I wanted to open one. Now it's just too late. Oh, I know. Maybe it'll come back. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, well. So put a plug in it? Yeah. All right. We're going to go on break here for uh, a little bit, and then we'll be back to talk about some Wonder Woman and some other fun bullshit. So, uh, yeah. See Wonder you Woman! Wonder Woman! Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies, too. But the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like 
reading. Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep, uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon, <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that's, I know what that's like, and truly... Our... You were in a car that landed in Blackwater? Yeah, I dude, I know, I fucking killed a woman you like fought? this. You uh... fought? <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay, because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No, but our one <laughs> run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just, we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Barrel to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass top gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff and then when you're done with that go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck to the throat area and then go ahead and give slow readers a spin go search itunes and search up the name slow readers check us out slow readers comes out every monday you can also check us out on twitter at top gallant radio And we're back to sex and violence. Hello, it's still me, Gabriel Mara, and you're still... Ryan Snyder. Hi, Ryan. Hello. So, Ryan, we have here part two. Oh, let, let us quickly clarify something as well. We are temporarily, if not probably inf in, like indefinitely, um, skipping out on homework because Ryan doesn't want to watch Seven Samurai. No, that's not it at all. It's, <laughs> it's the, the issue you had brought up to me with you being in school. Like, when you're oh, yeah. forced to do something that you love, like... Like, I've watched a couple different movies, like, this, uh, in the time down from the last podcast, but, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like, mm -hmm. it's sitting there, and I was like, I could watch it, and then I was like, oh, no, I've never watched American Psycho, and then I clicked that, and then I went and watched the documentary about Eileen Warnos, I think that's how you say her name, right. and I went down, like, a serial killer day for some reason. Sure. Like, I get random moods to watch movies. Like, who knows, tonight... My chick might go to bed, and I'll be like, yeah, fuck it, I kind of feel like an asshole, and now I really want to watch this. Uh -huh. So... It's 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 hard to motivate yourself to do these things. Um, I remember like in the act of like listening to music can mm -hmm. be done like any time. True. Like, driving, walking, like doing it's, work. It, it can be a passive activity. A passive activity, but like you have to be present in the moment for a movie. Like not that I don't want to watch it, and I feel like an asshole because I didn't watch it and I <laughs> fucked up on my homework. But like, even when I was a kid in school, I never did my fucking homework. Yeah, I remember the moment I decided I was gonna drop out of college. I was taking a class in nineteenth century philosophy. And I was reading a book, I forget who it was or what it was, but I remember all of a sudden the text became 100% incomprehensible to me. It was almost like a supernatural incident where I'm just reading this text, I'm reading this, this one paragraph over and over again, and then I threw the book out the window, I literally threw it out the window and said I'm not going to this class anymore, which is probably why I also definitely was an odd number of credits short. Hmm. But yeah. 
No, I, feel, I understand. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. We're, we're thinking of something else. Well, finally, if guys, if you have any ideas, any games, we'll come up with something. Yeah, as In always. Meantime, if you want to send us something, that's at uh, SNV Podcast mm-hmm. on Twitter. So uh, send me something. We got some weird ideas working through, but yeah, we'll figure, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Well, but, we're, we're having fun, guys. Yeah. We talk about movies. That's yeah. that's what we do. We're just figuring out a way to talk about movies yeah. and give ourselves a, a direction. Mm-hmm. Not that we're ignoring the punk rock aspect, but hey, if you like these weird movies, you probably like punk rock music anyway. Yeah, we'll find some punky kind of things to do. Yeah, we'll do something fun. But in the meantime, what did we see? What, well, let's see. Today is June 5th. What did we see yesterday, Ryan? Yesterday on June 4th, mm-hmm. we went and saw Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, my Twitter review. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I'm trying to not recycle things I said for slow readers because Daniel and I immediately jumped into that as well. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, again, I walked in on this movie with the feeling that um, I think Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman are fucking garbage. I think they don't function as films. You've made and that very apparent. They, I think they're trash. I think they are terrible films. <clears throat> And this wasn't. It was good. Like it makes me want, like it. It was perfectly fine. It did its job. I think this is nothing but good news. Patty Jenkins crushed it. Gal Gadot crushed it. This is great news for women and little girls and filmmakers. And this is this is a win all around. Am I in any any rush to see it again? No. If I never see this movie again, I will not have lost anything. But I'm glad I did. It was good. Okay. I was a little on the other side of the fence, and mm-hmm. I, I, I actually felt, like, really bad about, like, not enjoying <laughs> it, because, like, my synopsis of it was, like, it's Captain America with a chick. Mm-hmm. And, like... It's just I don't wanna, Captain America in one movie. Yeah, I don't want to, like, take anything away from this, because I think it is an achievement for, like, mm-hmm. female directors. Sure. And, like, having finally having, like, a female-led superhero film. I'm glad it exists in the world for, like... Young girls, yeah, like women, success. to go see. Like this is great news. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. But like, I felt bad about it, and like, mm-hmm. my wife was trying to like talk me down off the ledge. She's like, just because you don't like it doesn't make me like make you like anti woman. I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I'm <laughs> trying to say. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody. Well, like, we had just what what didn't you like about it specifically? I just it it wasn't interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, I was I wasn't like clock watching during it, but like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I actually was. Were you? No, for me, the main problem was that. They should have arrived in London 20 minutes into the movie. There's yeah. 40 minutes of, of exposition that is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Like, it should have started with um, the mom telling her about the Zeus thing. That should have been the opening of the movie. And then cut out a ton of it. Like, Super has, this, like, in five minutes, you know everything you need to know about, about Frank. Yeah. Everything. In those two drawings. That's that man. In, in Wonder Woman. We already know what Wonder Woman is. We don't need 40 minutes of backstory. It took yeah. fucking forever. Once they got to London, really for that first half of the movie, I was just looking at my watch like, oh my god, this is so fucking poorly paced. I can't even believe it. Yeah. They arrive at London and all of a sudden we're off to the races. Okay. I just, I I couldn't get like behind it. Like it just wasn't a movie. I don't think it was made for me. I think that's, I think that's probably the issue. Okay. Like again, like I have no problem with like female led movies. Like my, one of my favorite movies is a female led movie, like Kill Bill series. Like, yeah, absolutely wonderful. It has a great like structure. Everything about it is just over the top. Good. Like Mm -hmm. top 10. Sure. Easy. 
This, like, I've never been that big of a Wonder Woman fan. What actually drew me to the theater was like, oh, a DC movie's getting reviewed really well. Yeah, what, I'm, what a I'm shock, in. honestly. Like, I generally go to see, like, every single superhero movie in theaters. Just yeah. because, like, I... I, I do feel obligated. I do. Yeah. I grew up, like, reading comic books and, like, doing all that. So I kind of feel obligated mm-hmm. to vote with my dollar, even if, like... They are shitty, i.e. Yeah. X-Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I still go to the theater and see them. I see other shit, too. Don't I saw wrong. Batman vs. Superman, even though I hated Man of Steel. Yeah. I like, felt like I had to do it. Yeah, you're, you feel an obligation to go to the theater and see these things. Uh, it wasn't made for me. I'm glad it exists in the world. Mm-hmm. And like we said, uh, we were talking about uh, fidget spinners at work and like okay. how that's the new fad. Yeah. And I was going on a rant about like seeing people on like Facebook like posting stupid shit like this is what a real fidget spinner is, and it's like some guy like holding a wrench. Like, okay, whatever. I get it. You don't like fidget spinners, and you mm-hmm. brought up the point like let people like things. Yeah. And that's how I feel. Like I don't like it, but I'm not gonna shit all over it yeah. because like it's it it's not for me. And I want every, I want everyone but me to like it. I want this to be a universally loved movie, even though I wasn't hot on it. We're intelligent, empathetic people. That um, I, I really hate the kind of thing where people say that when when I don't like something, I tend to say I don't like this. Not that something sucks, except for Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman, which I think are objectively shitty films. But I think that that's an exception for me. I try not to speak in absolutes because I feel that people are entitled to their opinion. I would never take away Man of Steel from someone. I might try to convince them that it's terrible. Yeah. It's just, you know, for sport. And also because I think we should have better opinions than that. But um, Roger Ebert has this amazing quote. Actually, it might be um, Gene Siskel who said it. It's, when you say, there's having an opinion and erring on fact. When you say... I love Transformers. That's your opinion. When you say Transformers is better than Citizen Kane, you're erring on fact. Okay. So, I, I liked Wonder Woman. It was fine. And it really, the, the moment that when she climbs onto the battlefield, they set that up really well. They took their time. They paced it well, for that, at least for that moment anyway. And when she finally does her kick-ass Wonder Woman stuff on the No Man's Land, they completely earned that moment. Okay. I think... Nothing in Man of Steel or Batman or Superman is an earned moment. It's all a bunch of slow motion collages. Why? You don't need that many dream sequences, dumb shit. Sorry no. for your loss, Zach. Also, that's a terrible thing that happened. But, God, what the fuck? Terrible. But Wonder Woman, I think it, it earned its beats. I liked Pine a lot. He was great. Once again, it's another movie where a guy named Chris is playing a guy named Steve, sacrificing mm-hmm. himself in an airplane. Yeah. Just exact putting it out same there. Same ending. Exact Just same thing. Just putting it out there. Like, but you know, I felt that there was enough time took where I cared about the characters. I like that one scene where after the after the big battle, it could have been a lot more dumb shit. But instead, we have that nice little scene with uh, Samir being like, "Oh, I wanted to be an actor, but I couldn't because I'm not white." So, and you have like the chief doing his own thing and Charlie playing the piano. We are given time to enjoy these characters who have or are all interesting. They're interesting in their own way, but, like, I, that's another, like, weird, like, thing that I felt was kind of, like, shoehorned in as much as possible. It's, like, mm-hmm. let's be as, like, ethnically diverse as possible. Like, it, like if there's something about the character that leads them to, like, have that ethnic diversity, I'm all about it. Like, Samir, yeah. yes, earned it. But, like... The chief. The chief. Like, okay, hey, guys, we, we have uh, women in this film. We have uh, kind of, like, this weird Indian guy. We have a Scottish guy. Who else can we throw in? Ah, we got this Native American guy laying around. Who, but let's make him the most, like, stereotypical Native... The chief. Am- the chief. And we're gonna make him, like, a tracker, like, coyote. Like... 
I, I was fine with it. I didn't mind it. The, the I'm, all, I'm all about for diversity in film. I, I know all these things make me come mm-hmm. off like a fucking asshole white guy, and I guess I am. But like, it, it, didn't, <laughs> it doesn't earn having those characters. There, like especially the chief. The other guys, like I don't, I don't care about. Like the mm-hmm. chief to me was more of like an offensive, like stereotypical Native American. That's character. how I felt about the Magnificent Seven remake. They, that is a shoehorn Native American having a shoehorn fight of a shoehorn Native American. That was fucking annoying as hell to me. Yeah. That was needless, and that was just them forcing it. This felt organic enough. Plus, I like the chief. He has his moments. He's fun. If you make me like a character, that's all you need to do for me. I. I had another point. It's gone. Gone into oh, the ether. Yeah. Pluck it out. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're getting like the territory of like we're <laughs> shitting on Boondock Saints and Donnie Darko. Like yeah. again, we're like we're shitting on it, but again, mm-hmm. offering opinion. Oh, I, like that's pretty yeah, much good. I I think I'm a I'm a in my own way I'm a much more negative person than you. That I walked in on this thing that I think Wonder Woman. This movie could have been terrible in a billion ways. And they managed to walk a fine enough line where it wasn't too creepy male gaze, it wasn't too schlocky, it wasn't too stupid. The, the worst thing I can say about it is that it was paced poorly. That's a pretty good movie. Because honestly, I walked in, I, I, I was like, 93%? Yeah, fucking right. And honestly, at this point, I'm still like, 94 is pretty, that's, that's high. That's pretty forgiving. I would say that, like, like this movie is, uh, if, it, if it had uh, like an 85 or on two, I'd be like, wow. That sounds... That's good. Good for mm-hmm. them. They did the right thing. Like, Baywatch did not deserve a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. It wasn't that bad. But, but we don't need a Baywatch movie. We also don't need it. But, I don't know. I Because this movie didn't do anything wrong, besides be a little bit too obvious mm-hmm. in some parts, and pace it poorly, this is a way... And the ending, just another, like, big superhero yeah, ending. That like... was actually my, my one main problem with the movie. I thought they were going to end it on a darker note that when Bruce finds out about her in Batman vs. Superman, she's been inactive for a hundred years. They don't explain that in the movie. No, nah, man. She's protecting London from fireworks. Was she? Don't you remember the ending of Wonder Woman? Where she's like, you hear explosions, she like perks her head like a dog and then goes outside and there's like a boat like I think going she's down. In, I think she's in Paris. Is that Paris? I think. I don't know. I thought it was London. Where's that, where's that, that art that thing? I think she says like Mercy in the beginning. But she's, in, she's in Paris. Oh, but no, oh, that, either way. Like in, in Batman vs. <laughs> Superman, even when it looks to like the past footage, when it, like those terrible shots of just screens, good job, Zach. Again, sorry for your loss. But you see, Flash has been active, Cyborg has been active, Aquaman's been active, but the only thing we know of Wonder Woman is that she has that picture from World War One. I. I thought this was going to end if at least a darker note of Diana learns that she can't enact real change so she kind of leaves in disgrace that that which is why she only shows up she decides to become an archaeologist yeah which is why she like why her return in bvs was a big deal they don't explain like they they explain a way that oh i can make a difference i can fight but she doesn't do anything for a hundred years yeah, like she wasn't why watching. Did, why did she, she wasn't watching the. She wasn't watching the news. Like, oh, uh, the Joker killed uh, vigilante Batman sidekick. Yeah. Like, you don't think or the like the Holocaust? You've done something about that. The point of the movie is that you can do change, even if it's small scale. And clearly, she hasn't been doing jack shit. World War Two happened. Like all this stuff happened. She could have been doing something. Yeah. But that was a weird, glaring plot hole for me. That. The end of the movie should have been, and that's why I haven't been fighting crime for a hundred years. 
Yeah. And now she's back, which makes sense. But where the fuck she been, Patty? Yeah, yeah what'd you do during World War Two? You just, just dig around the yeah. archaeology? Yeah, collecting fucking swords. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I liked it. It's how'd she get her sword back for uh, BBS? I think it's a new sword. New sword? Probably a new sword. Yeah. Maybe she went back to... Th- or if they had been, she went back to Themyscira. That would have made more sense. I think or she was... Just... I think she was banished. Forever? I, th- I think they... I, I, that's part of the... Like, like you can never come back here. Unless like, you may never. Yeah. It's, it's not the same even. thing. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I'm glad this movie exists. I felt walking out of this movie, I felt like a positive change has been made in the world. And that's a weirdly tall order for a movie to do. Mm-hmm. But it's a new... It's a new dawn. There was a female-led and directed and starred superhero film that was a rousing success. This is excellent news. This is what I, I I'm. This is why I'm glad it's in the world is because yeah. I hope it does what Deadpool did, which yeah. allowed like Deadpool allowed you to have like a hard R superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Now with this, we might be able to get like another female directed and female-led superhero movie. I, would I will a watch. Black Widow I was about movie. to say. I would Can lo- we have I, our fucking Black Widow movie now, please? Yeah. Like, we've been asking for it for five years, but yeah. now now that, like, Wonder Woman did it, they'll probably be like, all right, give her, give them their little movie, and I, I, I bet it'll be a fucking smashing success. I'm glad DC did the right thing for once, and they had a win. I'm glad they beat Marvel to it for having yeah. a female-led hero movie. Good job, Good, good what, we don't, guys. Good we job. Don't, we don't get uh, Captain Marvel for, like, right. another year or two? Yeah, two years, I think. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I like Kevin. Um, who is the most popular female Marvel hero besides like Jean Grey, Silver Sable? S- Silver Sable. I was gonna say. Oh, Silver Sable. No. Ms. Marvel right now, but and, Mrs. Fantastic. Yeah, as an Invisible Woman. Yeah. I think like Ms. Marvel and Squirrel Girl are big right now because they are niche. Okay. Yeah. But besides that, there's you're getting your weird female characters. Yeah, but then there's been no other real solid Marvel female heroes. I don't know, man. Like, I really always enjoyed Rogue. Like, Rogue's yeah. a good character. I guess, you know, you can't really... Otherwise, not much not much to it, to Marvel. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, it, all their, all, everything's all divvied up and all fucked up with all the studios, so it's not like you can get, like, really all your great <laughs> yeah, ones. it's not going to happen. No. But it, this is a good thing, everyone. Yeah. Congratulations, Patty and Gal and everyone out at DC. You did good. Yeah, you did good. You're doing the Lord's work, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping you're... Trailblazing in the right way. Yeah, let's hope maybe um maybe they'll give Gotham City Sirens to uh to Patty. Maybe it'll be really good. I'm down to that. Margot Robbie was probably the, the only, shining yeah. point in Suicide Squad. Although I do, I, I will still say it. I wish Jared Leto had more screen time. Yeah, I mean they shot more. I really. My, well, he said they have enough movie to do a whole Joker movie. Like, and why you didn't include that shit on like special features is fucking yeah. beyond me. I, I guess they want to keep it for later. Um, my. Um, let's play one super quick game on this. Who would you cast as Poison Ivy for Gotham City Sirens? Who would I cast as Poison Ivy? Mm, you know, it would be really interesting. Um, what's her face? God damn it, I can't think of her name. You always put me on a spot like this. I hate being put on the spot. <laughs> I'll, uh, go, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I want Natalie Dormer to be Poison Ivy. She played uh, Marguerite Tyrrell in Game of Thrones. And mm-hmm. she's also Moriarty in Elementary. Spoiler. And also... She's that weird face woman. She has a weird fucking face, and she's she was Anne Boleyn in the Tudors. She's ungodly attractive. She has a weird, angry face. That's what you want. Yeah. All right, I got I got two. I'm gonna give you the easy pick okay. that Hollywood's probably gonna go with, and okay. who I want. Okay. Easy pick, probably Emma Stone. Though, yeah, think about it. Attractive girl. She's an Academy Award winner. She hasn't done anything in like uh, this genre yet. Big. Amazing Spider Man. 
Yeah, but like that didn't do that great. Honestly, God, I would. In a magical world, they would make Spider Gwen, and it would still be her. Yeah, um, Spider Gwen's great, by the way. Great yeah. comic. Um, and who I really want? Um, I forget her name. Okay. Helen. Wetlands. Oh, Carla Jury. Yeah. Oh, she's amazing. Just That'd be wonderful. Poison Ivy with her hand up her ass the whole time. Maybe they get Mackenzie Davis from uh, Halt and Catch Fire, and also um, she was in The Martian, and also Goddamn Blade Runner. She's okay. a pretty good actress. Okay. Nice, nice face. Daryl Hannah ass. Back. Yeah. No. Oh, well. But yeah, good times. Yeah, good times. There's much more fun stuff to come from DC, I hope. Yeah, let's fucking hope. Let's this. hope that... Let's hope the tide has turned. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can't wait for James Wan's Aquaman, having finally seen Conjuring. Finally. Um, so finally, good. Um, I'm pumped. We'll see. I have hope again, which is a scary thing, because I don't like to hope for anything, because I think everything's terrible. I know you do. You're a very negative person. You don't quantify your negativity like I do with, like, a... a a little positivity. Oh no, everything's I'm like, good. I hate Wonder Woman, but I'm glad it exists. Whenever someone's like, You're so happy, Gabe, I'm like, ha, that means I'm a good actor. Thank I'm you. dying on the inside. <laughs> that means you don't know the real me, and that means my walls are doing their job. Hey, hey. <laughs> walls joke. Oh, wait. Oh, the politics is for the other podcast. Oh, yeah, no, pff, whatever. Like, like <laughs> vaginal walls? Yeah, I guess so. So, um, so what's next week's plan, Ryan? Uh, next week, we are finally starting the blacklist. We yeah. don't know who it's going to be, but we got a whole bunch of Shane Black movies coming up with a whole bunch of guests all month long. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we got some fun stuff lined up. Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, Predator. Uh, Monster Lo- Squad. Monster Squad and Long, long Kiss Kiss Night. And maybe Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. We're, we'll that, that's a question mark mm-hmm. one. If we do that one, I think it'll just be us. Word. So, uh, we're going to keep everything revealed because every time I say who's like coming on next week or what we're doing it next week, happen. it doesn't happen. It never, <laughs> it never fucking happens. So, just know that next week there's going to be another podcast coming out. Yeah. So You can count on us. Yeah, you can count on us to record and give you the best of sex and violence. So, we done? Um, you got Anything uh, else? to plug the Twitter and etc.? Plug the Twitter again? Yeah. I'm on Twitter for us at SNV Podcast, S as in Sid, and as in Nancy, V as in Vicious Podcast. Excellent. And for me, you can find me on the Twitter at GMara, number four serious. Um, I'm also on the Instagram at TumbleDry5Ys. And you can follow this show at Sex and Violence Pod. That's the words Sex and Violence Pod. Um, listen to Slow Readers. That's the other podcast on the Top Gallant Radio Network. That's where Daniel and I talk about books. There may be an ad for it in this episode. But, yeah, um, check that shit out. You can also go to my Tumblr, Gmara for Serious. Short fiction, cocktail recipes, nonsense. Yeah, cool stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's it. That's it. Good job, Ryan. Good job, buddy. High five. See, we finally got a good high five caught on there. All right, so for Sex and Violence, I've been Ryan Snyder. I've always been Gabriel Barrett. All right, we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.